Does Evansville really have the highest rate of homelessness per capita in the state of Indiana? And have we seen the last of the gingerbread house building competitions? We'll learn the answers to these questions and more from our March Nonprofit of the Month, Aurora, during this episode of Shortcuts. Hi, I'm Sean Ferguson, Marketing and Specialty Leasing Manager for Eastland Mall and your host for Shortcuts, a podcast about Eastland Mall featuring conversations and interviews with people who make Eastland Mall what it is. Our guest today is the Executive Director of Aurora. His name is Zach Hieronymus. Zach, welcome to Shortcuts. Thank you, Sean. Pleasure to be here. Zach, if you would, to kick us off, let's talk about you for a moment. Talk about your career history and also share a little bit with us about how long you've been the executive director for Aurora. Right. Yeah. So my entire history, uh, work career here in Evansville community has been in public service in one way, shape or form. Uh, I spent four years in the uh, Vanderburg County Treasurer's Office as the Chief Deputy Treasurer there. I uh, spent four years in development at the United Way of Southwestern Indiana. Um, I'm also a licensed realtor with FC Tucker. I've been licensed since uh, 2017. And I, uh, prior to uh, taking over as Executive Director here at Aurora, which has been just a little over a year, a very exciting and challenging year. Um, I also spent time as the development director for the Tri-State Food Bank. Aurora is Isla Mall's nonprofit of the month for March, and it's an opportunity for us to kind of rekindle a relationship with the organization. We've been a part of a lot of things over the years, so we're excited about uh, working with you again. But let's talk about Aurora in general, because maybe there are some people out there who aren't familiar with what Aurora is all about. Can you tell us more about Aurora? You know, Aurora's main focus is our homeless community. When most folks think of, you know, homelessness in our community, they obviously think of shelters first, soup kitchens maybe second. Uh, What Aurora's role is, is we really kind of sit in the middle of all of our, you know, partners in homeless services, whether it be our shelters at UCS, Rescue Mission, House and Bread and Peace, our soup kitchen partners like Salvation Army, um, you know, our... Uh, ancillary services, whether it's mental health, substance abuse, whatever it may be that helps the clients that we serve be successful. You know, we we sit in the middle of it and what we do, uh, which is, you know, I hate to say it like this, but we're kind of a niche organization. We focus primarily on case management. We are a um, team of social workers that have a uh, multitude of programs, eight at the moment, um, that help house those individuals, those families, those seniors who are most vulnerable in our community uh, and who obviously are experiencing homelessness uh, at this time. We're talking with Zach Hieronymus. Zach is the executive director for Aurora here in Evansville. And for more information on the organization, visit their website, auroraevansville.org. Zach, when folks get to the website, they see a number right off the bat. And that number is 400. 400 men, women, and children are homeless in Evansville in any given year. That's a big number. A lot of people may not believe that that number is real. What do you say to them? Well, and actually that number's a little low. Uh, uh, According to our last point in time count uh, and the data that we received uh, during 2020, uh, that number is actually approximately about 470 uh, of those 
uh, individuals, about 92 of them are on the streets and the, and the rest of that make up folks that are in the various shelters, whether it's uh, Ozanam, our uh, only family shelter here in town, House and Bread and Peace, which is a women's shelter, uh, YWCA, Rescue Mission, UCS. Um, you know, the reality of it is, is Evansville has the highest per capita rate of homelessness in the state of Indiana. And to put this into perspective, um, you know, our 470 approximately um, with a population base of 118,000 that the city of Evansville is. And we compare that to a city the size of Indianapolis, where they have 13 or 1400 uh, individuals in street and shelter on any given night, uh, according to their point in time count. And their population base is seven and a half times that of Evansville. So only three times the amount of uh, individuals and families experiencing homelessness, uh, but a, a, a greater metropolitan area that they, um, you know, encumber. Uh, and, you know, we, we think about the multitude of reasons why that is. I mean, Evansville's, you know, uh, pretty unique as far as its geographical location. We're smack dab in the middle of a multitude of, of major metropolitan areas. So we do see some folks that come in from uh, Detroit or a Chicago, a St. Louis, a Memphis, Cincinnati, Louisville, Lexington, Nashville, Indianapolis as well. But, you know, the reality of it is, is the vast majority of folks that are in that point in time count that every night that, you know, 470 approximately that are on the street or in the shelters are folks that have, you know, either come across really tough times in our community uh, or have, you know, mental health issues or substance abuse issues that, know aurora is uniquely positioned to to help uh, get them into the appropriate uh, programs and and work them you know to a point of where they're on their own two feet taking care of themselves and not only does your organization help the homeless uh, population in our city but you also work very closely with people who might be in a situation of near homelessness uh, talk about that for a little bit if you would we do have a, a set amount of uh, preventative uh, funding that we can tap into, whether it's through the Affordable Housing Trust Fund with prevention and diversion funds. We do have some funds uh, through the state of Indiana uh, via HUD, which is Housing and Urban Development, that gives us the opportunity to do the preventative stuff. So if an individual or a family is facing eviction uh, or have been evicted, um, you know, if they're facing eviction and we have prevention funds in place, we use that to keep them housed there. If they've been evicted and they've not yet gotten into shelter, um, you know, we have what's called diversionary funds that we can uh, leverage, uh, tap into and make sure we get them rehoused as quickly as possible. Effectively, what Aurora really follows is what's called the housing first model, right? So whatever, whatever, uh, and, and, you know, really and truly, the path to experiencing homelessness for every individual and every family varies greatly. Uh, and that path, you know, to self-sufficiency varies just equally as greatly. Aurora's role is to assess that individual or that family, uh, find out what their needs are, and then align them appropriately with the resources and programs that we have here internally at Aurora, and then network them with the ancillary services that help improve their lives. Because our success here at Aurora, you know, as great of a team we have, as great as social workers we have doing what they do, and we're the only organization that does explicitly what we do. Uh, the reality of it is, is, you know, we're case managers, 
that focus solely on the homeless issue. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of partner organizations that help attribute to the success that we see day in, day out. We're talking with Zach Hieronymus, the executive director of Aurora in Evansville. And for more information on Aurora, you can visit their website, auroraevansville.org. Zach, it's hard to have a conversation these days without talking about the pandemic and COVID-19. Talk, if you would, for a little bit about how COVID-19 has affected your organization's operations. Well, Sean, I'll tell you, I never expected on, on January 20th of 2020 that I would walk into this role within this great organization uh, and within six weeks um, have to develop and create a COVID protocol, but that's that's what we did. Um, we've had to, you know, modify our operations and, and you know, throughout uh, the pandemic uh, from, you know, March 16th until today, uh, you know, we have really kind of ebbed and flowed with all of the challenges that we've seen. Obviously, number one was businesses were shutting down, but Aurora is about as essential as it gets. You know, the folks that we're serving <clears throat> through these times, um, you know, they're vulnerable day in, day out without a pandemic. Uh, they're exceptionally vulnerable uh, with a pandemic. Uh, we've worked diligently with the Commission on Homelessness, our partner, our shelter partners uh, to uh, help isolate those individuals that have either been, you know, suspected of or confirmed having COVID cases. We did that in partnership uh, with the Diocese of Evansville initially uh, through the Sarto uh, Center that they have on their campus uh, up on North Kentucky. Um, we've, um, you know, pivoted and modified those operations for isolating through um, hotelier partners uh, in our community. Um, and so our, our outreach team lead is uh, in partnership with Commu Commission on Homelessness and uh, Echo Housing has done a fantastic job of, of mitigating, you know, uh, significant spread because of the isolation processes. Uh, but here internally as well, I mean, we've went to kind of a more of an appointment uh, by appointment only instead of having doors open as what we normally have. And, uh, we're looking forward to the to planning to get back to that reef, you know, that fully reopened status. Um, but throughout it all, it's it's always been about you know the safety and security of our staff and the clients that we serve. Because you know when you think about going through the homeless experience and you think about the lack of nutrition, the lack of sleep, the lack of access to healthcare, the tremendous amount of underlying health conditions that the community that we serve, uh, you know, deals with on a day in and day out basis, um, making sure that we were implementing appropriate protocols for safety and precaution um, was just as much for the people that we serve as, 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 you know, our staff and their families as well. So to say it's been challenging, it has, um, it's also, you know, um, been very rewarding to see, you know, decisions that we make uh, have really, um, we've been really blessed that 
we've not had significant issues as far as an organization or significant issues in the community that we we serve uh, here in Evans. Zach Hieronymus, the executive director of Aurora, is our guest on this edition of Shortcuts. And Zach, as we come close to wrapping things up, let's talk a little bit about how people can get involved in Aurora and what they can do to help. The financial support is tremendous. Um, and we, um, you know, the holiday seasons, we tend to get a really good influx of, of you know, donated items that our clients, whether we're just getting them housed or they're on the street or on shelter, and we'll, we're still working to get them to that point of being housed, um, kind of filled the coffers up. We went through it really uh, well through the cold months, doled a lot of it out. We put out a plea uh, a few weeks ago and we've been inundated and we're trying to sort and um you know stock away and and most importantly get those items into the hands hands of the folks that uh need it the most right now um you know i want to go back to the financial side of stuff uh largely in part because you know as businesses struggled uh, so did nonprofits, whether it was aurora or any other organization that has a you know 501c3 status uh, here in our community uh, the reality of it is, is, you know, the PPP wasn't just a business saver for businesses, right? It was a saver for uh, nonprofits and Aurora was able to, um, you know, capitalize on it. And fortunately enough, we did. And it helped us get, you know, hit our budget last year. But, you know, we've got goals we have to hit. Um, we have, you know, um, case managers that we have to keep on on uh, staff that that uh, make all the difference in the world of the people that we serve uh, and the support of the community, um, you know, helps ensure the success of, of the work that we do. Looking ahead to 2021 and as you look to hopefully be able to get some fundraising going again and so forth like that, what kind of changes are you looking at? Uh, for the organization as far as fundraising is concerned. 2020 was a challenging year, but it gave us an opportunity to really reevaluate some things. The, the biggest challenge that we had was we had to cancel every single one of our special events. And so we kind of took, um, took stock, so to speak, of, of what it was that we were doing and if it was as impactful as what we thought it was going to be. And uh, we had a really great event that uh, lasted a really long time. It was the gingerbread competition and, um, you know, in discussions with the board and staff and, you know, planning, uh, we made a decision that we were going to pivot away from it. Um, and while it, we're sad to see it go, we're really excited about this new opportunity for, uh, you know, Aurora to raise funds, but uh, most importantly to raise a significant amount of awareness uh, and um, carry out something that we feel is tremendously important uh, in and a need for the people that we serve, which is a consistent white flag uh, night throughout the entirety uh, of the cold months here in our community. And what that is, is it's, it's going to be called the Homeless Experience Project. And it's going to consist of myself and nine other community members uh, spending 48 hours on the street. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to start uh, raising awareness and raising funds for this particular event, uh, starting probably the middle of September. Uh, 
myself and the nine other individuals, all 10 of us together, will have crowdfunding pages where people can, you know, uh, pledge, you know, for the hours that, that we're going to be out there. Uh, we're going to run everybody through uh, a lot of the instances and scenarios that the people that we serve experience, you know, whether it's going through the, our soup kitchen partners, staying at a shelter, staying on the street, um, you know, running them through the tangible uh, real life scenarios that uh, the homeless experience brings about for many uh, individuals and, and families in our community. Once we get through that 48 hours, uh, the idea is that um, we kind of rally at the University of Evansville and we ask all of our sponsor partners and all of our individual donors to meet, you know, myself and the nine other individuals that are, you know, on the verge of finishing out 48 hours. Uh, and taking a walk from UE all the way down to right right around UCS. Uh, we hope to have a stage set up and and myself and, and everybody else participating uh, really talk about the testimonials there um, and what they experienced and, and really bring the experience uh, to light. Um, you know, I, I say uh, often our the population that we serve, those individuals and families experiencing homelessness in Evansville, in a lot of respects are effectively invisible. And I, and I don't say that in, in, in you know, um, the worst sense. I, I mean it in the practical sense that, you know, unless you live downtown or you work downtown, uh, there's a strong likelihood that you're engagement or interaction or uh, even capacity for noticing uh, you know somebody experiencing homelessness is you know too few and too far between to realize that Evansville has the highest per capita homelessness rate in the state of Indiana and so you know through this you know 48 hour you know immersive experience you know it's going to happen in November. We're going to start promoting it in September. And then we're going to, um, you know, complement what we're doing with efforts all through the month of November, which is Homeless Awareness Month. Um, you know, so we're looking for media partners. We're looking for sponsors for this. We're looking for participants. Uh, so far right now, uh, it's myself, Claire Ballard with 96STO, uh, and Chaz Hossel with the Fifth Third, who's also a board member. Uh, and we hope to get to that uh, 10 participants and, and, and making an impact and, and most importantly, raising awareness, not only uh, of Aurora, uh, but our partners in homeless services, uh, and then most importantly, uh, those individuals and families that are experiencing homelessness in our community. Well, Zach, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast today. You've shared a ton of information about Aurora. And for our listeners, one more time, if you're interested in learning more about Aurora or getting involved in the organization, please visit their website, auroraevansville.org. Zach, thanks so much for being a part of our, our podcast today. We appreciate your time. We're very grateful to be Nonprofit of the Month and, and to have you guys and your support. And, and, you know, just to put a plug out there as, as community-minded as you all are, we can't thank you all for the donation that helped us get out to too, too many uh, blankets uh, through awesome. these cold months. So, yeah. It was definitely our pleasure, Zach. Thank you again. 
You've been listening to Shortcuts, a podcast about Isla Mall, featuring conversations and interviews with people who make Isla Mall what it is. Join us again soon for our next episode of Shortcuts, where we'll be talking to Laura Tyler, the store manager for Pandora here in Isla Mall. We thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again the next time you shop at Isla Mall.